This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. Hey there, Hafsters. I am recording from my computer and not from my fancy podcast office uh, today because there was a hurricane in New York this week, which I know many of my listeners, um, the ones that are in New York or in the Northeast, may have experienced. Uh, and we lost power for a couple of days. It looks like it's finally back at my place, but I am no longer there. So I was like, all right, here we go. We're going to see how this works. So I apologize if the sound quality is not as good, but you know what? You're not here for fancy sounding audio. You're here for fancy ideas, ideas that maybe your brain doesn't get to dine on too often, right? This podcast, I hope is like that once a month thing. Well, actually once a week, if you're a regular listener, that you get to go out and get dressed up and go to a fancy dinner. But for your brain. So today we're going to be talking about option number three. And option number three is a strategy that I created out of annoyance. Yep, you heard me properly. Annoyance with the black and white solutions that my clients were presenting to me all of the time. Yep, so as I see it, I can either do this or that. And frankly, it was really boring to me. (laughs) Wait, so why do you think you have only two options here? Where is the creativity I found myself asking? So as a policy and as a human being, I choose to believe that there is always an option number three, no matter what circumstances we're talking about, but especially when it comes to choosing between pleasing ourselves or pleasing the people. So this is what I mean when I am say option number three. When I first introduced clients to the concept of not worrying or stressing or trying to in any way control or manipulate the way other people are thinking or feeling about them, they don't like it so much. (laughs) They resist this thing. They love the new concepts I teach them about scheduling and budgeting and problem solving. But when it comes to eliminating people pleasing, they really don't like it. Usually the response sounds something like this, but I don't want people to think I'm rude or selfish or that I don't care about them and, or that I don't have my priorities in order or that they're not important to me. And that is a totally natural response when we believe that we actually have anything to do with how people think about us in the first place. The truth is there are four ways that one scenario can go. We can either Number one, show up how we want and people think, wow, she's great. Number two, we show up how we want and people think, "Mm, she's not my cup of espresso. I'm saying espresso because I just got an espresso machine and I'm obsessed. It's awesome. So we're going to change the expression. Number three, we don't show up how we want. Instead, we people please others and they love us, but for the things that don't really reflect our true self. And option four, We people please others and they still think she's not my cup of espresso. That's the worst case scenario, right? But the best case scenario is not that we people please and they love us, which might feel good at first. The true long-term and short-term best solution is that we show up how we want 
and we can control that part. We can control the first part of this. We either can show up how we want or we can people please. We control that part. The part that we can never control is how they think about this, right? Otherwise, there'd only be two scenarios here, but there's four. No matter how we behave, other people still are going to think about this, us how they want because their thoughts about us rarely have anything to do with us and have everything to do with their own thoughts, which are based on a number of experiences that they've had up until this point and the way that they think about the world. We're going to fit into that, right? So it really doesn't make sense for us to try and manipulate the way other people think and feel about us, but yet we do it all the time. And this strategy and what we can control and what we can't control, it applies to your marriage. It applies to your employees. It applies to your clients, your friends, your mom, even applies to your relationship with your boss if you have one. Your job is not to people please, but that doesn't mean you need to be all like, fuck them, I do me, and they could either like it or go kick rocks. No, this is not this option one or option B where you have to people please and do what they want or or show up and just behave by the set of rules that you think are the only option or rebel against them. No, there is a third option. So what I teach my clients to do as entrepreneurs, as employees, as bosses, moms, wives, daughters, friends, citizens, is to do four things. Number one, define the problem that's happening and your end goal, that your desired end goal. Number two, decide if you want to change the circumstance and if you can or if you want to manage your mind. Number three, over-communicate. This includes leading with your values and what's important to you and also respecting their right to respond accordingly. And then number four, let go of what you can't control. And you'd be surprised how much time and effort it takes to do step number four, but we'll get to all the steps. Okay, so I think for you to really understand what I'm talking about in this concept, uh, I need to give you an example. So I'm going to give you an example that's actually a real-life example from a client of mine and one that we put to the test. And um, she definitely is always cool with me (laughs) um, using her as an example because one of her uh, goals and ambitions in life is to be a great example for what's possible when you start to apply um, personal development, professional development, and these tools to your mind. So thank you for uh, letting us use this example. Um, let's say you have a health problem and you want to start making appointments to solve for it, but it's going to inevitably, inevitably cut into your work time, right? Like you, there are no doctors that will take all of your appointments, um, on the weekends or after hours. So you're going to have to either have a long lunch or take a lunch or kind of, um, take partial time off some, some days of the week or of the month, right? Your knee-jerk thought might be, my boss isn't going to like this, right? That's not the facts. It's just one optional thought. It may be true, but it may not be true, right? We just have no way of knowing yet, but yet your brain is still presenting it to you and as if it is a fact. Now, when you think that thought, you feel trapped. And what you do when you feel trapped is either you do nothing because you're like, I'm trapped. There's nowhere to go. Or you start to maybe try and manipulate 
your boss or you overextend yourself or you lie to your boss, right? Um, I see a lot of people do that last one because they do not want to deal with it at all. And then the result is if you do nothing, there's no change to your health in this situation. Um, There's no change to your situation at all except maybe a growing resentment for your job. Or if you do the second and you either try and manipulate your boss or overextend yourself or you lie, you get caught in a new loop that doesn't feel good and you may even get fired, right, in that scenario. So we got to play out the whole scenario to understand what really is the, the best option for you. Now, option number three, instead of do nothing, play by the rules, right, or, um, or basically say like fuck them and do what you want to do or like quit your job. Um, option three is to think about it. My health and my job and honesty are all very important to me. When you think those things, you probably feel pretty neutral, right? You don't feel differently. You just feel like, Hmm, this is true. It feels true to you. It feels, you know, um, you feel in alignment with yourself. And then when you feel neutral, you would take the action to present your boss with the problem that as you see it, which is your health is a priority to you and right now you need to solve for it and a potential solution. So notice always in option number three, you're doing the legwork, right? You're not trying to um, just present the problem to the other person or to the world, whether it be your, your spouse or your client or your whatever. You're saying, here's the problem as I see it and here is also the solution that I'm suggesting. And then after you do that, you give them the opportunity and in fact, ask for them to respond and make sure that you let them know that you are completely open and respect however they choose to respond, whether they want to accept that solution, whether they want to reject it, whether they want to um, tweak it and, and whatever, however they want to respond because at the end of the day, what are the things we can't control? We cannot control how another person thinks, feels, or acts. We can only control how we show up, right? So the result will either be your problem is solved. They accepted it, maybe. Your boss accepted it. Or uh, an, they tweaked it and give you another option. So you have a new potential option to consider. Or they reject it, which is the worst case scenario, but also actually not the worst case scenario because the worst case scenario is that you don't even try and you never really know. So now you have a new, you have all of the facts on the table, even if it's the worst case scenario. And here's the beauty. While you can't control what they say, you do get to control how you respond and what results you ultimately create from this new set of circumstances that you have, okay? So you get to decide if you want to change the circumstance. So if you want to quit the job now because it's not going to allow for you to prioritize your health or if you want to try and present another option yet again if you brainstorm some more or find a new health plan that maybe is outside of those hours and do a little more research or if you want to manage your mind, right? That was that... um, when I said the four things, that was that step two. So we've already defined the problem and the end goal and presented it. Then we over-communicated it. So we led with our values. We were very clear and we also respected the right to respond accordingly. And then the third thing, we defined what we want to, whether we want to change that circumstance, change 
um, our situation or whether we want to manage our mind, which in this case would be to change our priorities and maybe say, you know what, right now my job is the most important if you want to. But just understanding that even though that probably isn't going to be the situation, it might be and you get to chat choose, which puts you in a position of power, right? It feels empowering to make this decision instead of feeling trapped like you felt before. People pleasing is not fun. It's sometimes, I really, really recommend this. Option number three, it's respecting and honoring your values and your priorities, which is sometimes challenging, okay? It means saying no. It means occasionally disappointing people It means asking the uncomfortable questions and it requires you to figure out what you really want and what you stand for. But people-pleasing is utterly exhausting. It creates mistrust and resentment in your relationships. It'll either keep you stuck or lead you down a rabbit hole into a life you never even wanted with no one to blame but your own cowardice. Okay, people-pleasing serves no one because in the end, it's really unsustainable. And eventually, you're going to snap, okay? But that doesn't mean that people won't be pleased with your new way of honoring yourself, okay? Many people will. The right people will. You're going to, by by giving up people-pleasing altogether and by choosing this option number three where you get to do these four things, right, and present and lead with your core values but also open and yourself up to and respect the other person's role in this communication and this dialogue, you're going to begin to attract and surround yourself with people who respect the same things you respect, with a job and a company that values the same things that you value, and with relationships and loved ones that know how to support you and support the same things that you support. Okay, so I want you to remind yourself and know where you are being black and white, where you're lacking creativity and where you're saying, okay, I can either do this or this and neither of these options are very appealing to me. What about option number three? Have a great weekend, my friends.